Yeah, you don't want to bird dog his quail. <laughs> what? It's, it's, it's a term. It's a saying. No, it's not. Bird dog is quail. You like stealing something, you know? <laughs> okay. No, it's not. I got that back in Virginia. Is that oh, wait, for Raleigh? Is that for real? Yeah, like don't don't be I've never don't be bird dog in my quail. Ever ever say I that. I've said that so many times. No, you haven't. Yes, I have. No, you haven't. <laughs> yes, I have. <laughs> And, and welcome, welcome back, back to Kids to Be Straight. I'm Alex. And I am John. And we're your gracious, gracious, gracious host. host. Wow, John. Back at it again where you're still uncomfortable. You think it's like a straight shot? Probably. In I don't know why you just can't sit. I'm going to get really comfortable. This is all just going to be an ongoing issue for the rest of our lives. Anyway, I'm back from Mexico City. It was so much fun. Are you like paying attention? You're not going to be fine holding the mic like that the whole time. So you came back from Mexico. Came back from Mexico. Kind of lost my voice. I am i don't lose it as bad as I used to, I think, because I try to like yell less. But I, I don't know how Taylor Swift could do. You mean party do, less. Is what I don't mean. know how Taylor Swift could do a full year tour singing for three hours a night and not even get a raspy voice. It's because she has vocal control and knows how to, I guess, utilize her. I mean, just don't scream. You're going from your throat, diaphragm. Diaphragm from down low. Anyway, but I had, if if you guys haven't been to Mexico City before, I cannot wait to go back. It was beautiful. It was so green. The food was amazing. We just packed our schedules though. It was like three days, a little girl's trip. We took a cooking class. We went to a Lucho Libre Mexican that looked wrestling. awesome. Yes, John, you could 100%. If all else fails, you could oh, be a Lucha oh. Libre wrestler. I'm telling you, as I'm watching it. Nacho. I just, I was, Nacho okay, Libre. the first like round of guys, it was very cheesy acting because, you know, they're like punching each other with their forearms. Like they're actually not hitting one another. But the way that they're reacting is just so extra that I'm like, this has to be a joke. It just... None of it. First off, give them mad props. No, no, 100%. The choreographic dance no, no, no. moves. But that was the first round of guys. The last round, they saved the best for last, for sure. These were full-on gymnasts, like doing flips, flipping around, chore the choreography. Just, I didn't, I, I never really watched WWE, but is it like... The I didn't really watch it as a kid either. I never understood like the whole But is that choreographed? Like yeah, the that, one all, here? all of it. Okay, cuz I didn't sure know. They had to train for it and like cuz then you you could fucking kill someone. No, I know, but I wasn't sure like if the WWE here they do that like ahead of time, like I, they practice yeah. and stuff cuz like this was clearly choreographed, but it was very it was they were so Graceful. talented. Yeah, I'm like he's doing swan dives it's an art. over the fucking ring ropes. I just couldn't believe it. I was like, "Oh my gosh." Of course I'm going to get into this, even though I know that it's all fake. It's like a way, I was telling my friend, I was like, I feel like WWE or Lucha Libre is a way for men to do performances that, you know, is... Is what, Alex? Acceptable? Like, so that they feel confident in it. You know, like a way that they're like, oh, no, no, no. Like, I'm not going to dive in I'm deep to that. I'm not a dancer. I'm, you know, I'm a wrestler. And I'm like, no, you're literally up there dancing. Uh, you're Alex, doing you're a talking about toxic masculinity. Yeah, and I will not doing... have that on this podcast. Because okay? if I was like, John, you should audition for 
like Cirque du Soleil or whatever. You'd be like, no. But WWE or like Lucho Libre, you'd be like, yeah. But it's like still I, a well, choreographed performance. Yeah, but it's and I if anything, you're it's oiled different. Up and you're touching men. I just think like it's a it's a beautiful art form. It's a I think it depends on what like your confidence level because dancing choreographic dance like dance moves i don't know no, but like, i think Cirque it's a little Soleil different than like not like broadway that's like tricks also the difference is you're looking out at the crowd you know like you're doing dance moves staring at people that seems more intimidating to me than me wrestling someone like one-on-one -on -one in a ring but it's still a performance like you're still doing crowd engagement I know, but you're not like, like looking just directly at the audience the whole time. I don't know. That seems more intimidating to me. I mean, they're both obviously different, but my point being is like, it's a way for men to feel masculine while doing a performance. You better have the best health insurance. That's all I have to say. <laughs> Going out in that ring, I'm like, I'm breaking something. I was impressed. I was impressed. It looked cool. It was I really was, cool. I was more excited to ask you about all the bugs you ate. Like you had that plate of all like the dried bugs. I yeah. always wanted to do that. My favorites were the crickets because they were just like covered in salt and lime. Mm, but crush those. But yeah, I mean, we just learned a lot. Like we took a cooking class and then we went down the river. We did like a river boat tour. It was it was just a really good trip. It was short, but we packed a lot into that trip. And so if anyone's going to Mexico City, 10 out of 10 recommend. It was a great time. Bring a translator if you can't speak yes. Spanish. Yeah. There it's was not like Cancun or the like most touristy places there where they can like, you know, you can actually have a conversation. Like, yeah, cause you cause, said you couldn't talk to them at all. Well, no, like it was just the majority of people. Like, it's not like going to like, you know, Europe where again, a lot of people do speak right. English. It's like going to a smaller community where the majority of people there are just speaking Spanish. Like, I mean, you're in their country. Exactly. That makes sense. Obviously. So my, one of our friends who came with us, she's from Honduras. So she speaks Spanish, but you know, I was like, are the accents different? Like, can you tell? She was like, oh yeah, we could tell the people are from different places, but it was just, I loved it. It was such a great experience. But if we didn't have her, it would have just taken way longer to, do anything. to communicate just because we would have had to use Google translate and everything. But it was now, if you had those Google, uh, goggles that they just made you can like translate through that the apple ones or no, whatever whatever just came out it's like the headset or like the ip thing that you can walk around I with i think that that's apple sure apple oh they just came out they're like three or i would five never get grand them. Or something. Oh. okay i'd well, rather don't not fucking figure it out yourself then i will there's some fun in that of being like i don't know what's on this menu Give me whatever you think. <laughs> cool. I'm glad you had a great weekend. Goo and I just sat yeah, around what, and drank and yeah, ate for three days. What did you do while days. I was gone? We realized we need a third person in our group. <laughs> I've known him since I was 18, so we're sitting there like, what do we talk about? We're together during the week. We work together. I'm like, what are we going to do? Well, what's funny is I feel like I could get together with someone who I've spent all week with and still not have enough time to talk. That's because you don't shut the fuck up, Alex, and you're a girl, blah, blah, blah. Just, I think if you talked about your feelings. We do. Talk about sure. everything. But we're like efficient with it. I don't have to like talk about something for two hours. It's just like nipping in the butt, whatever you want to talk about. Yeah, but like there's so much to talk about. Like how do you run out of things to say? I don't know. I need like an activity. We were literally trying to rack our brands. Like what can we do? So we went to the shooting range. We did that. It was like 30 minutes. I think and I saw like a TikTok about that where a woman, she was like 
just dissecting the difference between like female relationships and male I know you're saying the guys need to be like well, doing an activity they, yeah, like watching football or something. Like doing something that like they, they feel like they can't just get together and like hang out how girls could just like sit on a couch and hang out. I mean, I'll call you on the phone. Like, why do we have to get together to just have a conversation? Like, let's do something. If I'm going to leave my house, I want to do something. But it's like bonding. But yeah, I mean, you can, but like you could just still go out to dinner or just hang out. Listen, we stepped outside of our comfort zone. You know, we did the shooting range. Of course, that was only 30 minutes. And we're like, now what? Then we drank and ate on Friday. And then Saturday, you had your burrito. We did the burrito competition, which I'm shocked that you both failed miserably. Yeah. I didn't even, as soon as they put that full-size baking, it was a full-size baking sheet down, and the burrito is a six-pound burrito. I'm like, I know, I, I'm, I know I'm not going to be able to eat all this. So I started eating just to kind of test the waters, and then I only had like a quarter of it, and I was stuffed. I'm like, I'm not going to push this and then be miserable the rest of the weekend. It's true. I adulted. I did an adult move. I Do go, you think, though, that you could have finished it? No. Okay. I'm not even going to pretend. Unfortunately, I was like, there's no way. Because before I've done like, okay, speed eating, I could dominate. But consumption of like a mass amount, I don't know. I did like a two foot sub once. I don't know. I would think the opposite for you. I don't think that you would be a good speed eater, but I think that you'd be able to eat a lot. fast as fuck, boy. (laughs) (laughs) Throw up in my mouth. <laughs> so we did that. Yeah, that was that was the weekend of just drinking and eating. Cool. Yeah, well, so. I just burned my throat with like mezcal all weekend. Nice. And bugs. But girls trips are great. You need to take more guys trips. They're just like so You heard it here, folks. It. More guys trips. Well, well, go. I mean, I think it's just one of those things that like You say go. I I have a guys trip booked for Houston in a couple months. And like I booked that 2 months ago. I'm like there's no way there's no way something's going to come up. And then we have an event come up that weekend and I had to push it and then half the guys couldn't go anymore. I almost think it's harder for guys to get together than it is for women. I always thought it was harder for women, but well, I think for like our lives are just day, dictated by our wives. Well, I think like for everyday things, it's easier for you to get together. You're just like, "What's up? What are you doing?" But like for a trip, mm-hmm. I don't know. I would think it would be easier, but you also don't like I don't know. I feel like most trips that you've gone on, like even your bachelor party, I'm like, what'd you do? You're like, nothing. <laughs> I know. It was all inclusive. Like, we just went downstairs, drank and ate at the pool. But if you go somewhere, like don't, you're going somewhere to be in that place. Like you should immerse yourself and experience now, things. Now, yes. Back then it was all about just like mass consumption. <laughs> but now I'd like to go experience and do things. Yeah. Right. Because I don't need to be just blacking out and then... And then it burns your whole fucking day, especially if you're drinking early. I'm like, I don't think we, I don't think we stayed up like past eight o'clock and I'm serious. I was like, I'm done. I'm going to bed. You're in the sun, drinking all day, peeing in the pool. (laughs) (laughs) Also, my room didn't have AC. That was rough. Trips just change as you age though. Anyway, so that was, that's what's going on. Anything other, any other updates? Yeah, we have a mouse in our house. We do have a mouse in our we house. We hear him scurrying. So before I left for Mexico City, I was editing. And then in my peripheral vision, I saw movement on the kitchen floor. And I'm like, what the fuck is that? And I see this mouse. He's probably the size of my fist. He was chunky. And he crawls up through a hole underneath the cabinets. And I was like, who even know, knew that this? Gone. But it's like, he's not even in the cabinets. He's behind the cabinet. So you hear him like, what are we uh what's kobe doing nothing nothing 
I don't know. He's busy catching he's not flies. A cat. He's not a cat though. But Cats he goes after flies. Catch mice. Not all of them. But my thing is too, like, how do we ethically catch him? Like, I don't want to kill him. I just want to like put him in a Tupperware and let him outside. So he can come back in the house. I don't think he would come back. hundred percent. Because then you'd have in. to figure out how to get back inside. Unless you drive him like a mile down the road and then let him out. Yeah, we could just like walk him down the street. He wouldn't come back, right? I'm gonna keep my response PG while we're on air. <laughs> then I'll tell you what we're gonna actually do when we get off the podcast. No, I just feel like there's no reason. <laughs> You're right. We should, should just squished or poisoned. We should just let it go. We should let the mouse go. We should. Going back to the mouse uh, and its poop schedule. I like I like that it's just shitting all over the baking sheets underneath the oven. He's it's in the oven. In our so oven. So I turn the oven on. And we smell this. I'm melting nasty... something. It smells like wet, uh, wet hair. Well, before we wet hair. That's what it smells like to me, like wet animal hair. Well, before we saw the mouse, we were cooking and I was like, what is that smell? It like burning. it smelled like something was burning. And now we found out that it's poop. No, I think it's its nest. You think his nest is in the it's oven? It's not the poop burning. All the poop's in the pan. Like he's yeah, shitting think, through like a grate or something. I think he's pooping in the oven. I don't know how he's getting in there. I'm telling you, his little turds are in there. I saw them. Also, he's pooping in the blanket um, box. Do you think it's just one? I don't know. Where there's one, there's got to be more than one. They're, they're not lone wolves. I don't know. Didn't didn't you watch that mouse movie as a kid? He was by himself. Ratatouille? <laughs> no. What's the little mouse? Is his name? Who's friends with Stuart Little? Is that is that uh, his name? He was by himself. He didn't have or did he? I don't remember that movie, but that was a good movie. We should watch it. No. No. Okay. <laughs> okay. Moving on to questions, huh? Let's what do we got today? We got lots of problems, guys, and we're going to talk about it. And we're going to fix them with our shitty advice. Let's get into it. Let's do it. And this week's episode is sponsored by DraftKings. Step into the ultimate action-packed world at DraftKings Casino. Right now, new customers can get a deposit match up to $100 in casino credits when you deposit $5 or more. Download the DraftKings Casino app now. Sign up with promo code GIVEIT and new customers get a deposit match up to $100 when you deposit $5 or more. Only on DraftKings Casino with promo code GIVEIT. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, West Virginia. Please play responsibly in partnership with Hollywood Casino at Charlestown Races in West Virginia. All games regulated by West Virginia Lottery. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777. Or visit ccpg.org. 21 plus physically present in Connecticut, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, West Virginia only void in Ontario one per opted in new customer minimum $5 deposit max match $100 in casino credits, which require one times play through within seven days. See terms at casino.draftkings.com slash players choice restrictions apply. Dive, okay. Dive in. Question one. My husband's car has been in the shop for a few weeks and will be for a few more. I take him to and pick him up from work, which is about a 30 minute drive in the morning and about an hour in the evenings. He is at his worst when he drives, always complains about other drivers, cursing, etc., and just so much negativity. It really affects me and gives me anxiety. I know this isn't a permanent situation, but how can I get him to calm the fuck down? That's your dad. Oh, 100% is your father. Yeah. Your dad thinks everyone else 
is the shitty driver on the road. I think um, in a situation like this, you just have to say, I can't, I can't continue to be in the car with you. Get an Uber. With this behavior. Yeah, get an Uber. Well, if you're driving, I'm sure that's, if it's stressing you out, then that's kind of like puts you both in a dangerous situation because you could like, I don't know, get in an, an accident if you're not comfortable behind the mean. wheel. It's just like, driving with anyone though who you just like don't like their driving skills you immediately just like can get anxiety from another person driving or how they react when they're driving and you just have to be like jesus take the wheel is she like, she's driving me. though no well it sounds like she's driving to him and he's probably driving home or he's driving to work and she's driving the car back it sounds like when they're driving she's the one like he's driving as they're together and then she's like bringing the car you know what i mean I mean, you could, why don't you just offer to drive then? I'm assuming. Or, yeah. If you're going to complain and be a backseat driver, then you fucking drive. I I remember actually having I this know, conversation but like, once. Also, if he's insisting on driving, like, because when say I drive no, with be you, like, you are endangering my life. I feel uncomfortable. Just tell him how you feel about it. Like, or let if, your like, partner you drive. Can't drive without so much negativity, you know? Right. Like, I try to make sure that when you are a shitty driver, I'm like... We're not going there. Don't you, talk shit, Alex. Okay. Just, like, close your eyes. Alex, you hit a parked and car. And if John... You hit a parked car. And if John gets car, you in an accident, you, you get to blame him. You get to blame him. You lied to me for three months about slamming John, the rim. you hit every rim. You hit every rim. And one time, John forgot to put our car in park, and I almost rolled into the street. Remember, I felt so bad, Alex. <laughs> Alex, I had the truck at the time. I had two ice creams, and no, I was like, "Alex, hold the ice cream." I got. Why I did I get on the my ice cream? And you were eating your ice cream, and then you you probably I wanted to throw like, something out. You probably like yeah, like got it on your hand or something. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I had to throw something out, so I opened up the door, and Alex is sitting there, and I'm walking. She's like, <laughs> and I look, and she's holding her ice cream, and the car's moving. She goes, "I got John." John, I was felt so bad. I mean, again, it rolled half an inch into like the, <laughs> into the curb, into the curb. Like nothing happened. But she's like, okay, <laughs> but it could have. She's, she's like, it's going into oncoming traffic. It jumped the curb and got into the traffic. John, it was dangerous. You, there's a fucking tree. Put my life in front of us in danger. And if I hit a tree, that's still not great. You wouldn't. So but you you're want not gonna... to be like Alex hit a curb. Uh. A million things that you've hit. Okay, who has brought more damage you. to our vehicle? Next question. You. Also, are you farting? No, it's or Kobe. Is it Kobe? Because it just smells like. I did. I mean, poop that, over that here. burrito is still like in my body. Next question. I ate it for three days. My boyfriend and I have been dating for eight months, and it's going great. However, we haven't said I love you yet. I talked to him about it, and he told me that he needs a bit of time since he has been single for a long time and his ex-girlfriend cheated on him. I don't want to pressure him, but I'm also worried. Any advice on what I should do? If everything's going good and he's just not saying the word, give him time. You guys have plenty of time. What do you think is like the right amount of time, though? Like, Is there a right amount of time no, in which you should say I love you? You also don't want him just to say it to make you feel better. I feel like he probably does love you. He just doesn't know how to like... He doesn't want to maybe say the word yet. Like he might feel nervous because I had a friend who was dating someone for like a year and would not admit that she loved her boyfriend. But I'm like, bitch, like you love him. And she knew. But I think in a situation too, like she didn't want to 
say it and like have it associated with something else. Like she wanted to like make sure that that was the reason. And so I don't know. I would actions speak louder than words. True. Is he treating you well? Mm -hmm. Does he, is he showing you affection? Is he doing the things he should do as a good partner then? Give him some slack. Yeah, like He'll I knew come that around. John loved me, but I said it first. And then um, he came around, you know, a few months later. And I was like, I know that you've loved me this whole time because you did. I mean, I literally told you like we're getting married on like our first date or whatever. I know. But then it was like as soon as I said I love you to you, you were like, <gasps> too soon. You were drunk. Yeah, but, Do I, it sober. but I knew it. I knew it in my heart. Wow. So classy. That's classy me, Al. <laughs> that's me that's why you married me <laughs> yep <laughs> next question i have kobe's got to get out of here honestly it's just a cloud i don't smell anything really well are his you farting facing Dude, are you me. farting his butthole's facing me all right next question you think you ever take cotillion are you ask yeah why is that like a loaded question of like it's not a loaded am question. i not sitting up straight is that why oh so you know what it is yeah isn't it like a I, etiquette class yeah so my my friend's mom made him do it when we were younger. Is that a Southern thing? Because I don't think anyone's done that in New York, at least that I knew of. Maybe I just didn't grow up in a classy area. Maybe. I wanted to do it, though, because it was always like a bunch of dinners you got to eat. But they show you how to like, which fork to use, which spoon to use, sitting up straight, taught you how to dance appropriately, how to dress, how to do a tie, like all this kind of stuff. I'm like, damn, that should be like a course in school. That and like how to do your taxes. Well, like a home ec. I guess handles no like way. some of that, I was but in the not top. on like the, the next tier level. I loved Homec. I was in, I was like I part of the Homec club too. members just because we got to make food. But you know, it's like the cheap food because like right. it's too expensive. So like a quesadilla, a cheese quesadilla. No, you got to make quesadillas. Yeah, and I, I made cheese quesadillas like all throughout college just because like that's what I learned in Homec. It was so good. Mine was only like pancakes and like anything sugary. And this class was at seven a.m. It was my first blocked Breakfast. class in high school. It was just like pancakes and chocolate on cool. a skillet. Next question. <laughs> are you ready to move on? Sure. I have four kids that are 14, 12, 8, and 6. With the two oldest, we are struggling with boundaries on social media. They both have cell phones because they're very active in sports, and my husband and I work full time. However, I'm not comfortable with them having social media, and they want all of it. I just don't see any pros to it, only cons. Am I being old-fashioned and need to let them use it or hold my ground? I think hold your ground. I, I like if you're letting them use it, they can be hearing us talking right now, and we're saying this we say podcast so, is not appropriate for a 12 or a 14 year old. She's saying they want all of it. Like I don't know if she, I'm maybe they haven't like put a parental block on. Right, like, I don't know what, like, filters there are, but I'm sure that there is some, like, parental access... (laughs) Accessibility? Yeah, I don't know the word that I'm looking for. Like, parental access or whatever, that you're able to then monitor their usage. Because, I mean, 12... Like when did like when did MySpace is twelve the oldest or sixteen the oldest? Fourteen, twelve, eight, and six. And she's saying with her two oldest, they want social. Was fourteen media. high school? I think I think like right freshman. Before. Yeah, because yeah, you graduated eighteen, so fourteen. I would is say freshman. I would say like once they're in high school, I, I would, I would yeah. let release a little bit because if you don't let them grow as like their own person before they leave, I think. 12 is young, yes. but I don't know. I want to say that I maybe had a MySpace by the time I was 13, 
I also just think though, if you feel uncomfortable with it, like then monitor it, like make sure that you have access and control their passwords. And then as they show you that they can be trusted again, they're like, we don't have kids. So you know, what's going to work best for your family. Like you have to do what's comfortable for you. But to John's point, like you have to let them fly a little bit. Have them prove to you though, that they're responsible enough to have it. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't just At like, I wouldn't just like relinquish. Yeah. The 12 year old. No, I really don't know though. Like what, like, because we don't have kids and we don't have kids at that age, like do eight year olds have like phones and social media? Like, I don't well, know. Like, what's having normal? a phone is different because you can have a phone that has, doesn't have like internet. A, it's like right. calling for emergencies, calling certain people. And it's all approved by the parent. Like I right. get that. If you're stuck in a bind, you should be able to call someone. Also when, when we had like MySpace or whatever at, in middle school, high school, we had to go on an actual computer. Like we didn't have access immediately all the time, whenever we wanted. I was like, oh, I can only go on my 20 minutes of computer what time. What was your phone? What my your phone? F- I had a T-Mobile like flip. Well, you were. And then we switched to Verizon. And then I had a Razor. Razors were cool. Yeah. See, I'm older than you. Razor was for college. I had that in college. My first phone was a Kyocera. It was like Nokia, Nokia knockoff. And I'd pull the cord out. Oh, Yeah. I mean, I have all of my old cell phones. What do we do with all that stuff? I don't know. I just like the nostalgia of no, it. Because it's just you like me. I just I'm lugging lugging around a bunch of shit we don't use. But like, we have how cool is it that like I'm like three monitors from ten years ago? iPod Nano. I can't get rid of that. It says. I mean, that doesn't take space. But the old monitor, like, what are we doing with that stuff? Well, that stuff, I'll try to update it. But try to update it. Yeah, like the you're, hard. You're taking. A note out of your dad's book. John, I am not. You're being a little bit of a hoarder. I hoard technology. Sue me. Because it's like, again, it upgrades. I just like to look back at like the old things that we used to use. Like my old camera that I started on. And then look, like we just upgrade. And then you could collect. There'll be collector's items one day. I'm not out here keeping old sweaters or Kobe's old collars. I just thought of that because I looked at him. But I purge everything. The only thing that I hold on to is like tech and just a reminder this week's podcast is sponsored by DraftKings. don't forget to step into the ultimate action-packed world at DraftKings casino play all-time favorites like blackjack roulette and slots all you have to do is sign up select the offer make your deposit and start playing from a full suite of games play online on your time in your space and within your means Calling all new customers, dive in with a deposit match up to $100 in casino credits. When you deposit $5 or more, just download the DraftKings Casino app now and sign up using promo code GIVEIT. It's your ticket to the $100 deposit match. Download the DraftKings Casino app now. Sign up with promo code GIVEIT and new customers get a deposit match up to $100 in casino credits when you deposit $5 or more. Only on DraftKings Casino with promo code GIVEIT. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, West Virginia. Please play responsibly in partnership with Hollywood Casino at Charlestown Races in West Virginia. All games regulated by the West Virginia Lottery. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org 21+. plus. Physically present in Connecticut, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, West Virginia only. Void in Ontario. One per opted in new customer. Minimum $5 deposit. Max match $100 in casino credits, which require one time playthrough within seven days. See terms at casino.draftkings.com slash players choice. Restrictions apply.
You're looking at me like you want to kiss me. No, I'm looking at you. I'm like, we're kind of matching today. Like, is that brown? I mean, I thought you wanted to kiss me, but I guess not. <laughs> not really. Not well, it smells like poop in this area. <laughs> is that my shirt? No, this is mine. I mm. think. I don't know. Next question. Next question. Maybe that's why Kobe's farting, because it's like symbolic. We're both wearing, is that brown or is that purple? Purple. I think it's it's kind of brown. Anyway, Yours looks brown. I think it's the lighting. Yeah. It's the lighting. Okay, next question. I have a family of entrepreneurs, and we all own businesses that do well. My brother has a business that has some similarities with mine, and we are in the same town. He has a worker who has made comments like he would rather work for me than my brother. I really need someone for the position he would be in, and he would fit in really well here. My brother and I have a great relationship, though, and the hiring pool in our area for this position is very small, so I'd hate to steal this employee away. Thoughts. Talk to your brother first, because why would your brother want someone to work for him who's bitching? You know what I'm saying? Like if this person doesn't want to be there, your, I wouldn't want an employee. Your brother also ha might have some insight then th about this worker. True, but I don't know. I just think too. Like I know that you're like the hiring pool area in this position is very small. Blah blah blah. How would you feel if your brother did it to you? Like roles reversed, you know? Because if I had a sibling and they did that to me, I'd be like, that's fucked up. Yeah, you don't want a bird dog as quail. <laughs> what? It's, it's, it's a term. It's a saying. No, it's not. Bird dog is quail. You're like stealing something, you know? <laughs> okay. No, it's not. I got that back in Virginia. Is that oh, wait, for Raleigh? Is that for real? Yeah, like don't don't be don't be bird dog in my quail. Ever ever say I that. have said that so many times. No, you haven't. Yes, I have. No, you haven't. <laughs> yes, I have. <laughs> Don't be go bird dog no, and you, quail. No, you haven't. Listen, that's for we it can talk. Even, we can talk about this that another time. Even flow off the tongue. Don't bird dog his quail. Yes, it is. Yes, it does. No, it doesn't. Anyways, like you said, you wouldn't want to. We'll have a conversation about bird dog your quail later. I'm going to prove it to you that. I mean, I could look it up right now, but. I just like, I just have to question you. <laughs> yes, I have said it. No, going haven't. back to the question, going back to the question, like you said, how would you feel? Because you'd be annoyed as fuck yeah. too. I do think it's your brother. You guys probably have a great relationship. I think she said that. Like, I would just talk to your brother about it and be like, do you even want someone? Or he said it. Or whatever. Yeah. Don't overcomplicate this. You can go down a route where it's less um Where it's a little resistance. bit sneaky. Yeah. And then, yeah, it could cause some issues. Next question. I met a man whom I became madly in love with, and within three months, he expressed the same feelings. He started to talk about our future with children, and then I became pregnant. I asked him if he wanted to move forward with the pregnancy since it was so soon into the relationship, and he said, without a doubt. He was sure and said he wanted us to have several children, so the sooner we got started, the better. Fast forward three months into the pregnancy, he not only left me, but has done less than the bare minimum since our child was born four months ago. He now wants to see our child, but I don't feel he's earned the right. Am I wrong? This is what you called love bombing, right? This seemed like a love bombing situation uh, yeah, from like both of them. Where you are giving someone empty promises that you really have no intention of keeping or like inserting them into future plans and just again like you're like infatuated and you're giving all honeymoon this love. stage yeah. you're just like all the endorphins going uh do you, does he not have the right he has the right legally he has the right legally, to. yeah 
I don't know. I don't know. I'm assuming legally he has the right to see his child, but I feel bad for you. Like he, obviously he's a piece of shit, but I'm, that's a battle. I don't, I don't know. But I do have a question. Like, okay, let's say that like, we, like we, I got pregnant, we're together and then we break up and then I have this baby later on. Like, and I'm the sole parent, like on the papers, do I, are you written down as the father or like, do I have sole custody just because I birthed the baby? You know what I mean? I have no idea, but I, don't I know think either. Or do you have rights just because it's like your seat? But he, he, but he wants to see the baby. It's not like he left and went out of the picture. You know what I'm saying? Like he, he'll probably be on as like, well, I don't the know. Father she said is. he left three months into the pregnancy and has done less than the bare minimum since the baby was born. Like I'm saying he could probably sign something saying he wants something to do with the child and then like maybe he's off the record, but he's wanting to see the kid to where like, I'm assuming he didn't sign something to give away full custody or custody or anything of the baby. Like I'm assuming his name's on the paperwork as the father. I just, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the legalities are behind who, like who, this isn't the right. I think either way, like you're hurt. I understand like where you're coming from. Like it's very unfortunate the situation that you're in. I also think I, you have to think about your child though. Yeah. Like your child will grow up with Unless questions. he's malicious or he's a terrible person. Or, that's right. different. Like, is if he he's abusive? A, like is right. he a bad person that you genuinely can't have your child around? But I do think you just have to think of it from your kid's perspective. Either way, you're the, the sole person parent in this situation and you have to make the best decision for your child and so i think there there's there's no like right i'm like is this question just like again we're giving information based off of three sentences right. or whatever long it is so no one kill us okay <laughs> we're just doing the best we can here with the information and with our knowledge i'm like i don't know i Did really don't know if he just burn you i mean you're gonna have to get over that i think but if he's malicious and he does and he's abusive or whatever, that's a different story. Also, I think that you have every right to manage boundaries around his relationship with your child, you know, because I'm assuming the child's with you like 100% of the time. Like if he does want to see the child, you get to establish how much time, what you're doing, where you're going. It. Exactly. Yeah. So just do what feels best for you. Look at your family. options first. Let's yeah. start with that before you're a hard no. You know what I'm saying? Like, but just, I think also express that to him and just be like, you haven't done shit, motherfucker. Sure. You know? I mean, if you want to have a relationship. bad relationship, like if, yeah, I don't know. I just think that you have to express to him, if you want a relationship with our child, you need to show up more as a parent, like a responsible help right. with these things if you want a place in our baby's life. Agree. That's the best that we can respond for now. Next question. My wife and I have been married for the last four and a half years. She comes from a very strict Christian household that doesn't drink, while I grew up in a more permissible household that does drink. My wife drinks minimally and may have one margarita or beer if we go out. I no longer drink like I used to in my 20s, but have gone overboard on a few occasions. I still enjoy having a few drinks, but have cut way back. She's been very micromanaging about how many drinks I have to the point of counting them and thinking I'm drunk if I laugh at something genuinely funny after a few beers. She wants me to 100% quit drinking and gave me an ultimatum of quitting or she will leave me. Is she being too controlling? I mean, I could see like, where, she, where how she feels i guess if you've gone overboard or she's seen you in certain situations like obviously she knows you better than anyone else right i think her giving you this like hard ultimatum 
I don't think that's a little harsh. I'm going to take this as face value and I'm not going to assume that you're underplaying how drunk that you get because I could also, you know, read this and be like, well, you know, how, what does out of control look like? Like what okay, do you have a fair. problem? And so I'm just going to assume that how you wrote it is how it fact. is. Yeah. So like you just have a healthy relationship with alcohol. I think you need to discuss like what her insecurities around alcohol are tied to and what needs to be done in your relationship to make her feel more confident because she's like projecting a problem of your drinking or like a problem of maybe like a fear that she has of drinking onto you, you know? So I just think that you guys have to like have a discussion about what that relationship looks like and how you can control your consumption. But drinking is a fine line. I mean, it could, it could break relationships up, but I think that's a lot on you though, too, is to understand what you can consume and control. I mean, based off of what is said in this question, it's like, I've been known to overindulge and like, what, what does that look like when you do overindulge? You never know. You can't, no one can be matter of fact about their drinking. Like you never know what you're going to be like, depending on what you drink. You know, it's just like, it's not consistent. So I could, like, I can understand what she's saying. Like, she's uncomfortable because, like, she doesn't know what he's going to be like when they start drinking. Right. Like, and I think it has to get to a place where she could trust you that, like, you're not going to overindulge or that you are going to be responsible with your drinking. But you said something to me or, like, you've said something several times where you're like, if it's, like, between these two things, are you really going to choose alcohol over your partner? Like, if it's between that those two things, like, who are you ultimately hurting here? You know, like why, if this is a thing for your partner, you have to choose what's more important, you know, or let her know that you limit yourself too. that like, you're not going to drink more than three drinks or X amount of drinks in a certain amount of time. It, it boils down to trust really. But, but like you said, showing her instead of this hard ultimatum, like how can you some middle ground is compromise, be consistent with not overindulging, dude. Mm -hmm. Like just try to be even keel. So she shows, sees that you're being fucking responsible. Like, right. Cause if you don't and it's Russian roulette, it's not going to get any better. Right. Next question. My boyfriend 26 and I 27 have been together for five years going on six. He is a firefighter and an investor. He's very successful, driven, financially stable and has big goals for himself and has accomplished a lot during our time together. I, however, am in school for nursing, struggling financially, broke as shit, and feel like I'm not on his level of success just yet. My journey with having an established career has been an uphill battle, but now we are noticing that we are in two different places in life. He has the freedom to up and travel whenever he'd like and experience life outside of the home, whereas I'm not so much in the same position. I have to be careful with my finances and I can't afford to be as spontaneous as he'd like to be. I'm not able to do the things he'd like to do. So we find ourselves stuck in limbo. Is this ever a reason to end a relationship? I almost feel like I'm holding him back, but I also feel like if roles were swapped, I don't think it would push me to leave someone I love. I don't want to feel like a burden as he does take care of me, but expecting him to cover all expenses when experiencing life together isn't ideal for either of us. I feel like I appreciate how you're self-aware of the situation it's you it's it's sad you know that you feel that way i think your partner would understand like explaining and talking to him about this you guys have been together for so long i hope you're comfortable enough to have this discussion right but like you guys also are growing together if you 
if there is a future there, like you're a team. And this is just a temporary time of your life. Like this is a chapter in your life. Yeah, you're it's an not, RN. She say RN. She's in school to be a nurse. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're gonna do great. You're gonna have such a stable job. You could do whatever you want, and then you can also tr be a travel RN if you want to, and go places and and do whatever. I just think like again, you might feel insecure about where you're at now, but you have to look at your relationship and know to your point that like you're growing together, you're growing as a team and then just have the conversation. Like if it doesn't bother him, who the fuck cares? It shouldn't be an issue. Like if he's fine with it. Yeah. Well, also we don't know. Are you like giving him a hard time for going and doing things? Right. That's Cause you true. can't be doing that either though. Yeah. Like because he's in this place, if he's comfortable, like funding your experiences as well or his own experiences, or his own, like, it's just about like communicating and being on the same page about this shit. But like, again, I think in all relationships there is, or a t there's a period of imbalance. Like there was a period of imbalance for us. And like you funded our vacations. And I was like, as long as it's okay with you, like, again, we're together, we're a team, unless it's a problem, like for one party. We also had this conversation about our future together and getting married and everything we want to do in life. So it's very easy to like move on from that stuff when you're aligned. So you guys got to make sure you're aligned. I think that's number one. Right. And the fact that like you have goals, if you were just, if you continued to work in a career where you felt insecure and like weren't lining up finances, like that would be a separate conversation. Not that you can't have like separate earnings or like this discrepancy, but you just have to be on the same page about it. And like what feels good in your relationship. I crushed agree. it crushed it i don't know did we crush it i, I think so like, yeah i feel like most relationships are like that at least for a little bit so it's fine you got this i've been married for 12 years and have four kids i suffered a head injury and found out after losing my memory that my husband was cheating on me then i discovered even more after finding out that he has been cheating in many ways for almost a decade feeling devastated and betrayed i was planning on divorcing him Things became very complicated and I almost lost him to suicide, which he told me was because of the guilt. So I decided to give us a chance. We have been trying, but every day is a struggle for me. And yes, I agreed to give him a chance, but I feel so broken by all of the lies and manipulation. I mostly feel like a fool and I don't know if his almost taking his life really put it in perspective what he really did and what he lost. Can he be a better man and never hurt me again? How can I ever trust him again? I think before you gave him another chance. I mean, shoulda, coulda, woulda, but you should have sp spoken to somebody. I was just gonna say healed, like- Healed, you're in yourself, you know, before just being like, fuck it, let's give us another shot. Because now you have all these demons still like in the back of your head that you never resolved before jumping On back in. On top of the trauma of having a brain or a head injury, like losing your memory, like there's so there's so much here that I feel like is wait was she like in a coma? I don't know, but she just said I suffered a head injury. Found out after losing my memory that my husband was cheating on me. So she knew he was cheating on her. Had a head injury. Forgot about it. Then I, no, I don't know. I don't know if she knew before, but I'm assuming she didn't. And then she found out after. You have there's a lot here. A lot of trauma, physically, mentally. I just think that this question is outside of our means. I'm glad that you wrote in, but at the same time, I really think that you need to seek like professional counsel of someone who could guide you how to navigate these waters 
because I think losing your memory is a traumatic experience in this in its own. And then also finding out that your husband has been cheating on you for over a decade. You have four kids together, the suicide involved. Like, was that a cry for help from him? Was that for attention? Was that to manipulate you into a relationship with him? I don't know. That's a lot of things that like you, I don't think can work out on your own either. And I think it's above our pay grade. <laughs> so. I'm just going to agree with what you're saying. Yes. Yeah. I mean, this isn't going to happen overnight. And this isn't the just only like, advice I'm giving, but it's already too late. Like you got to take a step back. You need 100%. to take a step back and speak to somebody. There's a lot to unpack, like you said, and nothing is resolved right now. And like lean on the people outside of your marriage who love you because they're also they might have a clearer view of your relationship than you might or than a therapist might. So this is a time, I think, to lean on, again, people who you trust and people who love you, not strangers like us on the internet. But I hope that that is a good enough like general answer to that because I'm very sorry for all of this that you've gone through. Best of luck. Next question. Next question. I married a little later in life at 43, and my now husband happens to have an adult daughter who's 22 and living in Southern California while we're in the Bay Area. When we first met, things went really well, and I felt liked by her, connected with her, and generally felt pretty good about our relationship. She's an adult with little to no direction, no job, and no post-high school education as she's living off whatever my husband saved for her before we were married. I've become increasingly anxious whenever she comes to visit, and I'm not sure why. I have my own judgments about her life choices and how my husband has raised her, along with how he seemingly is okay with her having no direction, but I keep that to myself. Whenever she does visit, I feel like an outsider, a third wheel, and unwelcome in my own home. We have a small one-bedroom apartment, so hosting guests for more than one night really limits my freedom in my own home. I don't feel like I could do the things I need to and love to do, and I'm just enduring through the visit, anxiously awaiting my freedom again when she leaves. She's never on any timeline, so there are never any plans that need to be made or reasons for her to get back home. I'm just worried about how long I could keep this up, and it's becoming a wedge in my marriage. How am I supposed to be a good stepmother to an adult child with no direction who makes no effort to get close to me? How can I maintain my lifestyle and calm when she's around? Stepmother... To a 20-something-year-old who's a fucking adult, I I don't think that's the route I would go. I'd be like, you're an adult human being. Like, I'm with your father, and, like, we got this family situation, but I wouldn't try to, like, play mom to her. No, definitely don't try to play mom or be, like, this stepmother. Maybe, like, some friend. If she needs guidance and she asks you, but, like... Also, though, these issues with like boundaries and her coming to visit, I would have up with your husband. Cause like you could deal with that in any relationship, like family who's retired coming to visit, like they're retired. They have no need to like go back home. So like just because she's an adult child with no job or direction, like doesn't mean that this isn't something that your husband should be handling. He should, you know, be aware of like your space too. Like this, it's not just him and his it's like his daughter's coming to visit the home that he shares with you. Like, right. has he not checked in with you at all? Like, how you feel about this? Because the thing is, too, like, you're not going to be the person who is going to make her change. And your husband might not even be the person who's going to make her change. Like, she has to have that drive and motivation. But he can set boundaries for what he's allowing his daughter to get away with in you know your household like hey you could come for a night love to see you or a dinner whatever but like you no, can't no alex nobody wants to take responsibility like that you know 
That would be too difficult for him to do. Too difficult. You're right. Doesn't want to step on any toes, I you know? know. So go ahead, let that twenty-two-year-old daughter just keep mooching off of you and your husband and see where she ends up in life. Well, I can tell you. <laughs> it's not gonna be great. I think it hurts a lot of relationships when people don't set boundaries and they don't stick to stick to what they say. But I think that this has to be less of an issue between you and her and more of a conversation between you and your husband and say, this is what I need for this to work. I understand that this is your daughter. You have this relationship with her. She's an adult though. She could take care of herself. Yeah, have the conversation. Everyone has different standards of like what they would allow in their household or certain things, situations. But again, I think that you need to focus on like your relationship and your your sense of peace. Also, it's you and your husband versus the problem, not, you know, you versus your husband kind of, you know, like I just bring that awareness to him, work as a team to try to resolve this and figure out like, because you have an issue, like something is bothering you, like you guys need to talk about it. Mm -hmm. But again, with that said, it's all about compromise too. Like that doesn't mean that she should never be allowed over right, just because you right. don't have a great relationship with the daughter yet. Like, and and sometimes these things take time. I don't know how long you said that you've been together with um, him, but you know, I'm sure the 22 year old is probably like, I don't need another mom or she might be just an angsty young adult because she didn't want to see her dad get remarried. I don't know what the dynamic is, but I think it's compromise, it's setting boundaries, it's all of the above. So best of luck. Good luck. Next question. I have two kids from a previous marriage and so does my husband. I was actually friends with his child's mother in high school, but we lost touch after graduation. We've had mutual friends host events that we were both a part of recently and she and I really connected. I've always thought it was weird when people are too close with their spouse's ex, but since we were previously friends, I wonder if I should reach out. She has made comments about how she doesn't have a lot of friends in adulthood and we do have a lot of fun when we hang out together. I don't want to create a weird dynamic for anyone. Co-parenting and her relationship with my husband, her ex is a total breeze with no issues. And I would hate to put that in jeopardy. So her husband has a kid with this woman, with the ex, and she, the current wife wants to be friends with her. Yeah, she's like, should we be friends? I think you all have a conversation between you, the husband, and her because it's going to involve him. I would first ask your husband how he feels about you befriending okay, true. her. Because again, like I've seen healthy dynamics like that work where, and it should be healthy. Like there's no reason to have like any animosity towards one another. Like right. you're also helping raise her child. So if anything, you'd want to have a good relationship with her. But I would just see what your husband thinks, you know, because it's like. There might need some boundaries placed and whatnot, yeah. but definitely talking to him to make sure he's comfortable with it. Right. But yeah, I don't see. I mean, I don't see what the problem could be, but like, who knows? I don't know. Well, the only people that are going to know are the people involved, right? Like if anyone was going to be the one that's going to be uncomfortable, you'd think it'd be her. Right. Right. And like if you write you're the in. main character in this. So and yeah. if you're cool with it, I feel like everyone else, I mean, they have their opinions. But Or right. I mean, and if co-parenting's going great, I don't know. I feel like it should be fine. Go slow. Go slow. Go slow. Ease into it. Just dip your toes into the pool. Just a little, little step. Right. Time. Like you don't have to have her over, you know, to watch The right. Bachelorette every Wednesday yet, but maybe you do, who knows? Or go out and you can have coffee or something like outside of the house. Like I wouldn't start with the house, like hanging out at the house or anything. Right, I don't know. Cause yeah, I could see that, I don't know. 
let's go and take your daughter shopping, all three of us. I mean, <laughs> if I could see it maybe like working better if she was in a relationship, but also maybe not. Like, I'm just trying to put myself in like this girl's shoes. Like if you had a kid with someone and then I had her over, like as long as I was okay with it, knowing that you guys like it. it uh, Could it work? Yes. Is there like a fine line? Yes, you have to be careful. Yeah, because also though, be there's like, a shit ton of other people out there that, that you, you could be friends that with. That you could be friends yeah, with. Just exactly. think about that too. Like you open this door, you don't know. I know. Cause then it's like if she becomes too good of friends with you and she's like in your house, you guys are hanging out, what if she starts mm. to get a little bit too close back with her with your husband, you know? I think that it, might make like sense. Like I said, it'd be an dynamic. outside the house kind of thing. She's like, Hey, can I bother borrow boundaries? Hey, can I borrow a bathing suit? She's like, chain. I don't know. Are we like role playing right now? Can I borrow the shirt? <laughs> no, because there's no third person involved, Sean. Next question. <laughs> Who is Kobe the third? Yeah, Kobe. Hey, can I borrow that necklace, Kobe? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next question. The situation between my girlfriend and I is complicated. We started off just hooking up years ago, and then we became friends, and then she told me she liked me. I told her no at the time because she had gotten with someone I knew and I didn't want to date someone who had been with people that I know. After about a month, I decided to give her a chance because she seemed worth trying to get past her past. She treats me very well. She's attractive and we get along great. So we started dating and a few weeks later, I was sitting in my car with my brother and I mentioned her to him and he said he had sex with her in the past. I called her and she was in total denial. Then I questioned my brother more and he said they 100% did have sex. I finally got her to admit it and she's like, I regretted it even back then and all this shit. I don't know if I could keep dating her because this bothers me like crazy. They literally made out the first time they hung out, then the next weekend had sex. Is it even possible that it was a fuck it moment when she literally hung out with him twice? I don't even know if I could marry someone who had sex with my brother and then lie about it. What do y'all think? I'll just go from what I would do. I'm not going to judge anyone in this scenario, but for me, Personally. If, if I was in this situation, the fact that my brother hooked up with this person and like she, they'd be you, they'd be around each other all the time. I don't know. That kind of make me uncomfortable. The main part of this, I could have gotten over everything hooking up with other people. I don't care. You lied though, and the lying is the most important part here. Like that she. She just like denied it and then straight was like, well, I denied it back then. I'm like, oh, or I didn't like it back then like, or whatever. Just like, because you regret I'd be like, who else have you hooked up with that? Just because you regret doing something does not mean that it didn't happen. Just because you're like, I regret it so much. Well, this okay, girl, well, you did it and she, then you lied. <laughs> so that's where the problem is. The thing is like, she wanted to be with you so bad and like treating you so well, but I guess she just brushed over that part of like. That's not just like oh, there's someone who I hooked up with who you knew. Like, this is your family. And she was just like going to cross her fingers that your brother was never going to say anything. How do you not bring that up? Like, oh, even like when, like if I met you and you had a brother and I had slept with your brother, I feel like number one, you would be off limits. Or if I was like, you know what? I didn't really have a thing with your brother. I would be like, yeah, like I had this thing with your brother. And then if things, if you were okay with that, sure, we could move from there. But the fact that you don't address that from the beginning, I don't know. Maybe that's just, I I would think that that. She definitely, <laughs> she's probably hooked up with more of your friends than you know. 
that's immediately my thought that I would be thinking like, okay, so now you hooked up with somebody I know. You also hooked up with my brother and you lied about that. I can't imagine who else you're lying about that you've hooked up with. It's, it's again, not about a number thing. It's about the lying. It's about, well, that's, but that's how yeah. I'm going to feel. I'm like, I know you're lying. You're definitely lying about more. That's how I would think about it. And I would never forgive you. <laughs> so no, I think you do. I also can't believe that she person. denied it knowing that like your brother told you as if like your brother would just lie to what sabotage your relationship. Like, How long have they been dating? We started hooking up. I don't know. It just, it doesn't say. Just we started some... off hooking up years ago. Then we became friends and then they got together. But it, he said, we started dating and a few weeks later. So I don't know. I don't know how long that you've still been dating her. I don't think it's something that I would be able to move past unless just be, just because there was like lie too much. after lie. There's just too much shit going on here. Get out of it. She should have addressed it from the beginning and then she lied about it. I, I, I don't know. She's for the streets. She is. Goodbye. I just think, again, there's plenty of fish in the sea. Like, why do you have to date someone who has had sexual relations with a family member just but truly like think about your wedding and that might be harsh i don't know is that harsh i don't think so just, there's so many people like why be with somebody that there's already so much shit going on in family dynamic like uh, get someone fresh you're at the altar out she's of the... looking into your eyes and then she's looking into your brother's eyes right. she's like <laughs> remember Till death well, he's actually part. so yeah he's actually probably because he'd be the best man so he's probably standing behind him that's what i'm saying so she's gonna go like a little like cross-eyed like one eye on yeah him, exactly and then one's gonna like kind of pan over you're looking at your your soon-to-be wife and you're like i didn't know she had a lazy eye <laughs> what's going on all right yeah sorry get uh get out of that and that's it and that's uh that's that it for this are those are the questions those were some cray cray questions yeah, this week those were good okay ix my ick, I'm going to go. You know exactly what my ick is. You know that? No. I what? just think uh, it's kind of bullshit. Alex sends me a picture of her upgrading herself on the plane. And I'm like, what the fuck? Because every time we fly together, and we talked about this last episode, Alex like, I just want to thank you for always taking the middle seat. And I'm just like, I don't have to take the middle seat if we upgrade. Do you know how expensive it is to upgrade? Oh, it's cool. You treat yourself, John, Alex. It was $100 to upgrade to first class from economies. So it would have been irresponsible for me to not upgrade. That was my first time ever flying first class. And for $100, you're going to tell me I shouldn't do it? So it's, it's cool. I'll, I'll sit next to the guy throwing up next to me like last time. Cool. You have fun. I, I'm, glad, I'm, glad honestly, you enjoyed, John, I'm glad you enjoyed yourself. I did have fun. It was a beautiful experience. And now I feel like a changed person. I get it. So if you want to fly first class now from going forward, uh, we could do that. But do you know how expensive it is? It's usually not a $100 upgrade. I said what I said. Okay. And I said what I said. Fine. I have, one, I have one other ick. You can't? I'm, I'm not going to mention the insurance company that I'm with, but our homeowner's insurance went up. 204% from last year. And I asked why, and they're like, cause all the insurance companies are leaving California and you know, all the fires and the mudslides and everything, 204% in one year, that's gotta be unheard of. I hope people write in and be like, whoever's in California, be like, oh, that's not right. Go with someone <laughs> else. Like, tell me who to talk to. Maybe just like contact a different insurance person then. Because you could always do that. You could always right. try to negotiate and be like, well, then I'm switching. 
I know. I'm just like being lazy. I'm just hoping someone else is like, oh, I got a great person for you to oh, talk so to. So you're just waiting for advice from someone else. Right. It's kind of like your car insurance. Like you could shop around. Exactly. So you right. should do that. Uh, they, I feel like they put some fear in me. They're like, everyone's leaving and you're lucky to be with us. That's basically how I felt talking to the home insurance guy. I'm like, what the fuck? So I have nothing to add to that because I just, it is what it is. I know. You just gotta, oh, well. What do we, yeah. <laughs> we just gotta pay it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It. What's your ick? My ick is that in first class, it was a little bit too space, spacious, but I just like didn't have enough stuff to like fit. What would you eat? I got a quiche. Mm, big quiche girl, huh? <laughs> I actually do fucking love quiche. Quiche is good. But it was a morning flight, so I was like, I'm just going to get some coffee, you know, skip the champagne. I watched a movie, and then I took a nap. But no, my ick is is how uh, expensive it is to fly first class, and that's probably the last time that I'll ever do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I mean, it's also only a three-hour flight. Yeah. I I'm assuming, like, if you're doing Burbank to Vegas and you did first class, is that higher than business? Yeah, first class is the first. So it's economy business it depends on the flight but yeah if it's a shorter flight like but this one was like a jumbo jet so it was like the lay down seats if you wanted to but For a three hour flight yeah i don't know why yeah interesting because like even flights to new york are usually not that nice but i think international internationally usually always has right. better flights but i'm wondering like first class for like an hour flight how probably just like two inches wider well how expensive that would be for probably 18 million dollars okay no but my ick is um i guess you can't really consider it an ick but more of just like an observation about when you're in another country and having to convert like pesos to dollars i just like do girl math and i'm like like none of this counts like because i wish we could just use our credit card for, I, I wish well, you can you can but like when you're like buying from like vendors like in the local market right. they're like it's x amount of pesos and i'm like it's free. <laughs> I'm just it's kidding. Free. It's not. I just know that like like 400 pesos is is I, what I don't. I <sighs> couldn't tell you. I just can't do that conversion quickly enough. And so I'm just like, you know what? Doesn't count. Here's just all the pesos. Doesn't count. Yeah. It I saw that ATM pop up on our bank account. I was like, is this like a real <laughs> it was charge made. or was it Alex? Yeah. And again, I was like eight thousand pesos i don't know i don't know how much to take out well you said an ant butt was 45 pesos you said that's three dollars so i think it's like 17 pesos per dollar don't don't quote you on that. Don't. anyways i gotta read a review let me read a review before we go you just look possessed there oh wait another update is we finished our short film. We did. Yeah. We did. I don't know when we could show it to you guys, but it, it's pretty cool. <laughs> We're trying to submit it to some places and see what happens. Yeah. And then we'll if it doesn't posted. work, we'll post it on YouTube. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I think we do have to wait to submit it to like some festivals before like we just put it out on the interwebs. Right. But we'll ask, we'll ask our team, I guess, and see what what to do don't be too harsh on us know, okay it's guys, our first time trying to do some acting, real acting outside of i know i'm like it's so media. hard to just now i can almost see why there are actors who don't watch their work because they're like i'm uncomfortable yeah like i every time i see myself i'm like and i could, feel like everyone should have to act once in their life on something just so like you can't judge you're not people. such a hard critic like i used to be critique people like i could do that i'm like it's fucking hard now, memorizing a line and actually acting out the line are two different things but that's or like, like any job like i think that like you we should all do a, a server 
like being a server at a restaurant, like don't fucking judge a server until you've fucking been one. True. Or teacher or nurse anything. or anything. Like, d- right. You can't judge unless you've been in their I shoes. wonder how many jobs there actually are like out people, there. People, they're like, all you gotta do is make videos and put them on the internet. And, do, and I'm like, well, then you do it. You fucking do it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, reviews. Five stars. N Cult 1981. I freaking love you too. Your skits are always hilarious and relatable. So I decided to start listening to your podcast. I'm starting at the beginning, so I'm behind. LOL. But 3-25-21, March 25th, 2021. I also used my ex's toothbrush and scrubbed the toilet. Glad I'm not alone. Keep oh, doing what you're doing. Love this. That was so long ago. I'm like, I don't even remember what we what, said in those podcasts. What did we do? From 2021. Oh, guess- was I probably like do something toxic, use their toothbrush. Yeah, probably. Toilet. That's yeah. probably what you the advice that you gave for something. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thank you so much. Are we done? I feel like I could keep going. Like, I I'm, keep talking. I, I'm done. Like, <laughs> subscribe, email, comment. We want to see all those fucking reviews. Yes, thank you guys. We love you. If you want to write in, you can reach us at hello at give it to me straight podcast.com. I feel like. Do this right so people actually know where to. Okay, yeah. Or click the link just in our show notes if you want to submit. Hello at give it to me straight podcast.com. Find us everywhere at give it to me straight podcast on all the socials. And we'll see you guys next week. Ciao, ciao. Bye. Bye.